So how are you, Liz Elcote? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, Nice good. to have you back. Thank you. Nice to be back. Is it nice to be back on a proper podcast? <laughs> well, I thought I'd uh, do my bit for the needy <laughs> on your show. <laughs> oh, it's going to get dirty this week, I think. Oh, it's it? going to get it's going to get contentious. It is definitely. Yeah. So, how are you? I'm all right, except that Malaki's cat has just thrown up all over the kitchen again. Ah. No, she needs worming. Oh. Which means giving her a worming tablet. Mm. Which means picking up the cat. Ooh. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I've tried the technique where you throw a towel over her to try to wrap her in the towel. <laughs> like a bedgery guy. Some kind of turban cat. Um, but that's not really working. So the vet actually told us that if you sneak up on the cat from behind, <laughs> literally, when she's standing up and then you wrap your arms around the cat, that that basically locks her down. And then the other person has to basically open the cat's mouth, flick in the worming tablet, and then you rub the throat. Oh, yeah, I knew about the throat rubbing bit. Except she's just scratchy. She's just, like, scratchy cat. How dangerous is your cat? Is it, like, really dangerous? Pretty pretty dangerous. Yeah, pretty dangerous. I mean, you know, it's not going to have your eye out, but she's, she's a scratchy cat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a dog girl. I don't really like cats that much. I don't really like this cat either. It wasn't my cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was Alex's Fair cat, enough. and he's not here anymore. No, that does tend to happen, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a dog girl. Dogs are really easy. You just give them some meat with a with a worming tablet in, and their jobs are good, and they're easy. Yeah, no, we didn't have got a dog, but we've got the cat. Hmm. It sounds like it sounds like something out of Inspector Clouseau. What was his little friend called? Who used to jump on him when he came in the door? Cato. Yeah, sounds like Cato. <laughs> I haven't yeah. watched Inspector Clouseau movies for films for years. I love those films. Oh, so do I. I wonder if you can get them on DVD or iTunes. I'll have a look. They are so good. Um, the women in them were just so glamorous. Always, it's amazing. His wife was super hot. Anyway, his, his real wife. No, no, he's not Peter Sellers, but I'm sure he had some super hot. He wives was as well. married to Britt Eklund, <clears throat> who Eklund, was super yeah. hot. Well, exactly. So he's but one of, in one of the ones I watched, I can't remember which one it was. Um, he was married to this uber hot girl. She was having an affair with someone else, I think. But yeah, it was it was good. I love all those kinds of things. I'm always buying old films on um, wherever Amazon or wherever. Do you buy the DVDs or do you yeah. just, yeah? I buy the DVDs, which is probably a complete waste of money. Um, but like, I've got all the, all the, um, Woody Allen back catalogue on order at the moment. I've never seen a single Woody Allen film ever. Mm. That's disgraceful, isn't it? It's pretty, pretty disgraceful. That's like, I've never seen a single Spike Lee film ever. Oh my God. What's wrong with you? I just don't get out much. It's whales, isn't it? Anyway, um, talking about cats and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about the elephant in the room. <clears throat> what might that be? Podcast of the year. Yeah. I know. For anybody that hasn't <laughs> noticed tweets already mm. this week. <laughs> I've <clears throat> already seen some really, people in my timeline have already <laughs> done some kind of mildly, will you just shut up about it now, tweets. <laughs> Um, but that does tend to make me go on about it a bit more, which is a bit rude. Well, if you've got a 
Twitter account, then it's just natural to want to use it to promote your stuff. It's quite funny because friends are like, yeah, woohoo, and like really, um, you know, enthusiastic and other people are like, oh God. Well, every God. man and his dog or designer or developer or bottle washer will have sort of know someone or been no, been nominated for something, I think. Yeah. yeah. At least, at least, at least in my timeline. So, you know, there's yeah. Paul Boag. Loads of people playing, I know are. Yeah. Play, Paul Boag playing dirty tricks. <laughs> and things like yeah. that because he, he's got no chance i mean he knows that he's got no chance <laughs> he knows that he's always going to be a runner-up i um was amazed when i saw the entrance for it this year i was like oh that's a strong lineup it is a strong lineup but you know we all know who's going to win <laughs> of course the, it, the new kids on the block exactly it's gonna <laughs> be well you see <laughs> you see you have to be you have to be nice and polite and respectful because you're on this show yeah. So you wouldn't go into somebody's living room and just and and tell them that that your wallpaper was better, would you? You wouldn't go into um, you wouldn't go into Simon's house and say, oh, you know, my couch is much better than yours. Simon, <laughs> you wouldn't do it. So you're not going to come. Would. You're not going to go onto unfinished business and say, vote for um um the freelance web. Um, that one. It's actually going out today as well, but this will be going out tomorrow isn't it no this will so, be going out on monday monday right okay so yeah you can catch friday's episode <laughs> <laughs> <Freen> on web <laughs> out now well okay let's let's not bore people too much then with our <laughs> with, with our um vote. Did, you go, did you go to the networks last year no i've never been to any of them haven't you no not once oh they're quite good fun everyone gets very drunk well as i shall say in a minute i suppose i've never been much into the accolades. Um, so I have, and it's always in London, you know, and it's a bit far and a bit hard to get down. And mm. so I've, I've never actually been, but no. No, I went last year with Rachel Shilcock and it was fun. It was all about the youngsters last year as well, which was good. Yeah, no, it was good. So no, I'm hoping to get down this year to obviously pick up, uh, pick up at least <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Are you, how, how many are you up for? Two. Are you? Yes. Which was, what else uh, are you up for? Agency of the Year. Wow. Which Gosh, that's good. I want to talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, what we should do, I want to give you, I want to be fair. I don't want to, to, to cramp your style. Okay. I don't want to, to put you in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we should lay it all out for the listeners. I want to give you your chance, Liz. Oh, no, Yes, I do. To tell me on the spot, why don't To you? tell people why they should vote for you and Stan. <laughs> Well, for a start, his name's Sean. Um, okay, that's fine. I think you should vote for us because we are uh, not taking any sponsorship for a start. We do this all for love, <laughs> just because we want to connect with our listeners and share our experiences of freelancing in the web industry. Um, we are probably in the same boat as everyone else as are you Andy you know we don't want to make any sort of you know differentiations between us um so we can relate very much to everyone's situations and we are everyday freelancers I thought that would please you getting that bit in um so yeah vote for us because we're lovely see there you go see nobody can say that I didn't give you a chance nobody can say that now that I didn't give you a 
fair go at being runner-up. <laughs> you, you could have told me before I came on the show that I was going to give, be given that chance. I could have written some long, lengthy... Oh, but that was so person. much better. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. from the heart, Liz. It was from my drug fueled brain from my migraine earlier on it was not from anything else obviously it was from the heart yeah it brought a tear to my eye did it was it the bit where i said we're everyday freelancers oh do you know it tugged at my heartstrings we're the normal freelancers (laughs) Did, um, (sighs) did did sven tell you about us meeting last week yeah he mentioned that he'd seen you I asked him how scary the beard was now. He, he thought it was looking pretty slick. Mm. It was funny because we arrived at the hotel, Dan Davis and Dolan and I, and there was already a bunch of people there, including Simon. <laughs> and, you know, we're all kind of just sort of, you know, thinking about what we're going to do, whether we're going to get some dinner, and, you know, people are talking, and I wasn't really paying too much attention, except that, you know, politely I said hello to everybody that was sat down as I kind of approached the group, as you do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, including Steve. And <laughs> it was only sort of later on. And he, and he said something to me. I mean, he said, you know, hello. And it was only a bit later when he came over. And I did that thing where, um, cause we hadn't properly been introduced. I, I actually didn't know who it was. So <laughs> I did that thing that you do. And he said, hi, I'm Andy. And, you know, went to shake hands. He went, yeah, I know. I'm Sean. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh. God, and to be honest, because I've never met him before, I kept having to look away while I was listening to him speak, just so that it was like he was on the podcast. <laughs> does he not look how you expected him to look? Well, he sort of does, because I follow him on Twitter, and, you know, I know what his avatar looks like. But, no, in real life, it was it was a bit dis- – it was there was a disconnect there between, you know, I wasn't expecting his voice to – it normally comes out of the radio. <laughs> Were you overwhelmed by his good looks and beauty? No, not really. Oh. I always am. That's why I only have to talk to him on the radio. Um, I, I always find that weird when you meet people in the flesh. I, uh, because, like, I've, I, we, I went to the Insights Christmas do, and, um, I spoke, I'd been on Keir's show, like, a day or two days before, and, uh, but I still had to go and introduce myself to him, because we'd never met. Uh, but you'd had like really, we'd had a, a quite in-depth conversations and stuff. So it's a bit weird when that happens, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. Anyway, back to the important stuff. Back to the important stuff, which is my pitch. You've had oh, yeah, yours. I'm You've sorry, had your pitch. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I just think it's obvious. I, I just don't think there's, there's a choice, really. Well, I mean, not for more than a couple of seconds. This, this, this is the only podcast where you hear about the things that are really important. Simple as that. Like lanyards. Apes. And toilets. Apes, obviously. We don't talk about toilets. You talked about toilets with Laura last week. In depth discussion about MK Geek Nights Lose. Oh yeah, well there was, there were a bit Stalinist those toilets. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> we did glance about it. Soap. Soap is kind of is related to toilets, I suppose, mm-hmm. but soap. Weeing in kettles. Mm-hmm. You never hear about that on any other podcast. It's true. Um, yeah. where else would you hear us singing something that's definitely not Purple Rain? <laughs> you didn't hear, hear that because you, you don't listen to podcasts though, so you didn't. I don't I really don't listen to podcasts and I actually have to make an effort to listen if I'm going to be a guest on someone's show I have to make an effort to listen to their podcast because I it's not because I'm like rude well I am a bit rude but it's not because I'm particularly rude but it's just that I I, I have no concentration span whatsoever and I I just 
I listen to my own podcast. <laughs> I do always listen to my own insurance podcast in case I go, oh my God, you shouldn't have put that in. Um, but, um, because he does all the editing, I don't get a say in it easy. Um, but, um, but other than that, I don't, I just don't have time and I just get about 10 minutes in and go, oh, because the other thing is, I don't know about you, but I can't work and listen to stuff. I don't even listen to music, really. Oh, no, I do. I listen to music I start all the time. dancing, then. No, unless I'm writing. And if I'm actually writing, I'm not an email, but if I'm writing anything yeah. which, you know, like my talk or, you know, even a blog post, really, I cannot yeah. be around anybody else. I can't have any sound. I can't no. have anything. Because I'm having a conversation with some imaginary person in my head. Yeah. Which is coming out as the writing. So I can't have any distractions at all. I can't, I can't even write an email and listen to music or anything. I just have no ability to do that. Well, you're not the, the only one that doesn't The voices in my head tend to clamour together. <laughs> Marcus Lillington, um, who's occasionally on, well, he's always on the Boag World podcast. The what? Boag World. Never, never heard of Paul, it. Paul Boag. I mean, it's, yeah, no, no, he's, he's, sorry, he's, he's a minor. No. He's a minor celebrity. <laughs> minor player. He's, a, he's definitely a B-list actor. Um, <laughs> yeah, he never listens to podcasts either, and he's done one for like 300 episodes or something. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm amongst good company then. Mm, yeah. So, as well as the podcast, which I'm sure I'd love people to vote for this, mm-hmm. um, we've been, yeah, we've been nominated for Agency of the Year, which is... Actually, I'm really chuffed about that. That's a, that's fabulous. Well, I mean, well the, again, there's like a really strong lineup. You know, there's some really there good is, people yeah. on there, which is which is to be expected. Um, but I've never been that bothered about it before. You know, I've never really put much attention to awards. I've been a judge on the Net Awards before. I've done that for two or three years in the past. Um, I'm not this year. There are a lot of judges there. No, there's like a hundred. I know, which is weird. A lot of them are in. The categories as well. Now, how does that work? Well, uh, you can vote for yourself, although you? um, good and principled people like Dan Moll, uh, he mm. was writing this week about the people that he would be voting for, and he was saying that he was abstaining in all the categories that... I just think you should. I, I just think, think you have should. to. Yeah. So, no, I'm not a judge, um, but this year I would really like to win. I mean, at least to be shortlisted anyway, at least to get to the next stage, which is like, you know, the shortlist of five. Mm. That would make me very happy. Be amazing. Because they said I was looking at the um, at the page. It said the coveted award will go to an agency that's pulled off something spectacular over the last twelve months. That's their criteria. Mm. But I just think, do you know what? Spectacular is fine, but spectacular is like a fireworks show. In that you know yeah. it looks flipping brilliant, and then it's gone. Um, mm. And yet, you know, we've been doing something spectacular. I think anyway for fifteen years because yeah. you know we've stayed in business <laughs> for one thing. Mm, definitely. And, you know, we've seen a lot of upheavals. We saw the whole rise of the web standards thing. Cause, you know, when we started, we were still making table layouts. Yeah. So we, you know, we survived that and kind of rode the curve. <laughs> Whatever. And, you know, the whole responsive revolution as well. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, we've been through a couple of recessions <laughs> and stayed in business, which is no mean feat, really. Yeah. When people start spending. And I just think, you know, we're doing our best work now. Yeah, with yeah. with designer Sue, I've never been happy with the stuff that we're we're putting out. Mm. So it kind of puts us in with this, and also, you know, to be honest, we just, you know, I've given away a hell of a lot over the last, you know, ten years as well. 
Yeah. If you think about all of the stuff that, you know, the contract killer and, you know, yeah, definitely. 320 up and things like that, you know, we've, yeah. I think we've, we've given away more than we've taken. Yeah. And contributed really, uh, quite vital. I don't want to play smoke up your bottom, but you've contributed quite vital. I mean, everyone talks about a contract killer and stuff. And I know loads of people who use it. And, uh, yeah, the other bits and pieces. Well, if anybody's listening, that's what I think is our spectacular thing in that it's our 15th birthday and we're still doing it. That's our spectacular thing, the birthday. Yeah, you know, we're still definitely. here. So, yeah, it's more about what we've done over the period rather than, you know, last year. But that's, I mean, I just, I just think that it's, it'd be nice to win. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these people that kind of gets very excited about something. Oh, crushing disappointment. <laughs> I'd rather err on the side of pessimism. Well, you are British. We've got so, to err on the side of pessimism. But, uh, yeah. So let's see how it goes. I think it'll uh, it'll be an interesting do, and I, should, I might I'll, I'll see you at the uh, the ceremony. Yeah, um, designer of the year category is very strong as well, isn't it? Uh, that was quite a. Who is on that? I'm just going to look it up while we're while we're talking. That was quite a. Um, I was like, blimey, I'm glad I'm not in that issue. Uh, let's have a look. Vote new young designer designer of the year. Let's have a look. Uh, yeah, that's quite strong. Yeah, strong lineup, isn't it? I know who I'd vote for. Yes, me too. Yeah. I'm not going to say. No, I voted already. Yeah, no, I voted actually. I voted for, according to this, 13 out of the 22 categories. I voted for all 22. Really? But I don't know a lot of the stuff though. You know, I, mm. and I don't know a lot of the, the people. And I haven't been no. to any conference talks, really. So, you know, I couldn't vote on conference talk of the year. Apart from, I suppose I could vote for Ling, couldn't I? Ling's cars. Well, I um, haven't been to any conferences, but obviously you can listen to a lot of them online. And one particular one I'd listened to a couple of times that I really liked. So, yeah. Yeah. So that took my vote. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Enough about self-promotion. Hmm. Let's promote a sponsor instead. <laughs> Because <laughs> we have sponsors on this show yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't know about that because we don't have those on our show. No, I so. know. But you can, you can heckle from the sidelines if you like while I, <laughs> while I read out this corporate shill. I wouldn't be so rude. Actually, to be honest, I don't mind because it's Perch. And they're lovely and it's Drew and Rachel. So yeah. what are you going to do? They are lovely. So Perch, if for people that don't know, is a content management system that's been designed to help both design agencies and individual designers and developers deliver great sites that their clients are going to really love. Now, I know that's the case because stuff and nonsense now. We use um, Perch all the time, and you know, we've been told time and time again that clients just love using it. So we're very happy about that. So with this in mind, Perch focuses on a few key things. So I imagine, like us, that once you've designed a site, you don't want to spend a long time integrating a CMS into the site. For example, site we're working on this week, we've already made the HTML and the CSS templates for all the pages. We put all the content in got all the everything ready now we just want to simply hook those up with the cms now i'm not worried about doing that because i know that it's really quick to get perch up and running you know we can even just make parts of the static pages editable you know if that's really what you want to do i also know that it's really hard to charge a client for training on how to update their site you know how to use a cms but you know as well as the money it's also the time that training takes and you know i personally rather spend that doing design rather than teaching somebody how to use a cms but perch has got a really great editing interface that's based around pages so when a client 
what a client sees, it matches what's on their site. So the content's really easy to find and edit. And that means that they don't need a lot of training. It also means that they're more likely to keep their site up to date too, which is great. It doesn't turn into some kind of dusty ghetto. So unlike other CMS systems, especially those that are based on static files, Perch is designed around performance. So we all want our sites to be fast to load and to be able to handle peaks in traffic. And Perch is designed to be fast from the ground up to make sure that your site always performs really well. That's why they say that Perch helps you make great websites faster, faster to build and faster to load. I love Perch and I know lots of other people that do too. So to find out more, go to unfinished.bz slash perch and they'll know we've sent you. Beautiful. Oh, it's almost poetry. <laughs> That's gorgeous. I, tra- I, I, I want to log on. I, I'm desperate. I tried to do it. I tried to do to do sponsor reads in my Richard Burton voice. <laughs> oh, I love Richard Burton. It never works though. No. I um Richard Burton's diary started following me on Twitter like at the end of last year and I was so happy. Cause it's quotes from his diary and it just they're awesome. Vol- a lot of it involves alcohol. Strangely enough. We do this uh brand persona interview process with our clients you know when we first start a new job and we want to find out what they think who they think represents their brand you know it it helps and it's not a unique or you know different method um to a lot of other people but you know it helps and you say to somebody you know can you can you visualize you know can you personify who your brand is give give us a couple of people maybe male (laughs) and female Mm. and a lot of people find it quite hard to to do that you know they Oh, I really struggle. It's like, I can't think of anybody. Yeah. So recently a client said, well, why don't we think about the thing not being a website and think if it's not a website, if it's maybe a radio spot, um, who would we like to do our voiceover? <laughs> Which I thought was a really, a really nice yeah. little change. And you know, we've been, I've nicked it and we've been doing that with, with clients as well. And every single person says Morgan Freeman. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> Because of okay. his voice. Well, yeah, he has got a very recognisable voice. And it's very um, trustworthy. Apparently. It is trustworthy, that's what I was going to say, yeah. It's not necessarily, it's not remotely sort of sexy, is it? But it is, um, yeah, it's like a nice grandfather. And it's not something. cool or edgy like Samuel is L. He, Jackson. I was just going to say, I would definitely want Samuel L. Jackson to do mine because I love his voice. Yeah, it's no, amazing. I'd want him to do mine too. Yeah, he's a dude. So what I thought we'd do, something a little bit different this week, is to carry on a topic because last week I spoke to Laura and I know you listened to that. Well, if I'm honest, I didn't get all the way through because... Oh, were you bored? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> but I listened to it this morning and um I was kind of packing because I'm going away and then I had to talk to you. So I had to... Because you two banged on about toilets and lanyards <laughs> for so long... I uh, didn't get to the the good bit, but I did sort of get to the beginning of the good bit, so I think I can probably get the gist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intelligent enough to manage to work that bit out. <laughs> That's going to be the show title, Banging On About Toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like that one. No, we, 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 we spoke about um, rates and being flexible and stuff like that, but actually, actually before we get to that... Um, I noticed you tweeted something this week about having availability. Yeah. And I always do that. A lot of people don't like doing that on Twitter because it's like saying, Oh, I haven't got any work. But to be honest, I don't, 
It doesn't bother well, me. Well, that was what I was going to ask you about, actually, because, I mean, how did it go, first of all? Did you fill up the calendar? <laughs> no, no, very rarely do, but I normally get one or two good leads during that. Um, and, um, amount of retweets was crazy yesterday, which was quite nice. Um, but it also sort of, yeah, I often get people that I've perhaps spoken to in the past. It might just jog their memory and go, Oh, yes. And then I tend to get an email off you know a couple of people um but i don't really have an issue with doing that because if someone's like if a bit of work's been delayed till the week after next which is what's happened then why wouldn't i say i've got a bit of availability next week no it seems fine to me i mean i I don't seem to remember doing it um but i imagine that some people would be quite nervous about admitting that they're not busy well i am really busy but i I could fill some more space next week. So, and I think as a freelancer who, and I work with agencies quite a lot, it's a bit different because I do, um, sort of agents. I, I do work with clients of what as well, which I would never uh, sort of, I don't advertise for clients like that. And I don't approach my clients like that at all. Um, but because I do agency work as well. And I think, well, I've got often I'll get like, Oh, I need a bit of help on this or something. And, um, and, and that's why I do that. It's just like, oh, I've got a, a few days, two or three days. Then if you need some help on this, then give me a shout. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I mean, it seems perfectly sensible. Um, it's like, you don't, you don't sound sure. You sound a bit like, Ooh. no, what? I'm just, I'm just thinking why <laughs> people don't like doing it. Um, no, I don't know. I think we spoke to, um, Dan Edwards, then I think he's done it in the past. Um, I don't know how much he has to do it these days after winning Young Designer of the Year. Um, but yeah, I just have no problem with it at all. And, um, I, I, I did it before Christmas, the year before last, just saying if you need any help from your projects. And I was absolutely swamped. It was brilliant. I was so chuffed. So yeah, that's why I kind of do it every now and again. And I see I, no I, shame in doing that at all. I mean, I think that. You know, in the past, you would have, what, just picked up the phone and called a few agencies. It's no different to doing that. No. And also, like, I just, I don't like pretending either. I don't want, I hate, you know, I hate that kind of bull****. Sorry, I should, probably shouldn't say that. I hate that kind of, yeah, I'm really busy. God, I'm, like, booked up till well, people like, do next that. year. They do. That's that thing when you say to somebody, you know, ah, oh, I mean, it's that common kind of, like, I've just met you thing, isn't it? And you say, yeah. you, are you busy at the moment? And they go, oh, I'm bombed out. Yeah. As if there's I'm some crazy busy. Yeah. <laughs> as if there's some kind of what badge of honor of, yeah. you know, being swamped and, you know, working f- 100 hour weeks. Yeah, definitely. You know, I don't see any, I don't see any glory in well, that. Well, I mean, I, I, d- I don't think I could really do our podcast honestly if I was lying about that kind of thing because that, that's the kind of thing we cover on the freelance. You keep slipping this. You keep slipping these little subliminal <laughs> things in. You've had Our your podcast. shot. <laughs> I gave you your spot. <laughs> You're going to bleep all of that out. Yes, and I'm the one with the <laughs> finger on the editing button. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, I just, I think part of my, um, just part of my, I just can't really, I can't lie about stuff. I'd rather be honest. Yeah. No, I, think I, I just think it gets, it, it, it you know, I don't want people to think, oh, she's really busy. I'm not going to ask her if she can help me on this project because that would be idiotic on my part. 
So. Well, we get inquiries from people that occasionally you know, that I know on Twitter, and they say things like, "We'd really like your help with this, but we're not sure we can afford you," <laughs> um, or you know, "We're not sure that you know you're going to have the yeah. time." And it's like, well, first of all, you know, everything's negotiable, yeah, and also, you know, you've no idea really about Callum. I mean, it's, <laughs> you, the, people have this sort of perception almost that you know, wow, I can't, he's going to be so busy and so expensive. You know, no, yeah, Jesus, give me a call. Yeah, definitely. And I think we had um, Rachel Shilcock on the show, I think it was before Christmas. She was just saying... What that, show is that, Liz? That's on um, the Freelance Web. We're up for a net award this year. Um, so, yeah, and she was saying that, like, June of last year, she, I think it was June or July, had no work. And I thought it was really nice. It's really refreshing to hear someone who, you know, is is her profile, she's raising her profile in the industry and she's doing fantastic talks. It's really nice to hear her actually be honest about that as well because I think a lot of people just try and go, oh, as you say, you know, oh, we're really booked out, we're so busy. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah, I just think, I, I like being honest anyway. No, I think it's right. And I, I was just fascinated to know how it goes because, you know, you see occasionally people do it. So I just wanted to know how that worked out. Yeah. Well, it normally works out pretty well. Um yeah, I normally get one or two inquiries and, but a lot, like you say, because I do, because I am, I do the show now and stuff, a lot of people would be like, oh, I didn't know if I should ask you or not, because, you know, you do a podcast and a few people know who you are and it's like, please ask. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, for God's sake, ask. I mean, I'm actually, I'm, I'm fortunate because, um, I'm off to America in a couple of weeks uh, to do this talk for an event apart and I'm completely mm. bricking it because oh. it's a brand new talk and and I've mentioned this to regular listeners will know about my stress about this particular talk. Anyway, mm. fortunately, next week is an empty week in the diary. It's the week before yeah. we go and it's a completely empty week and I'm not filling it and I'm really glad that there's no client work in there because I'm mm. going to I'm going to sit in a darkened room with hallucinogenic drugs until <laughs> I get this talk done. Mm. Um, but if I wasn't doing that and we weren't going to Atlanta, I wouldn't have anything to do for those weeks. Yeah. You know, we, there's, there's work booked in for when we come back from Atlanta, but there wouldn't have been work in those weeks. Yeah. So it's no point in pretending. No, exactly. Um, and also I think that, um, there's always way, you know, you, I always find that there's no point in just sitting and waiting for work to come in because, it's, that doesn't always work. Sometimes it's great and you're like, oh, wow, you know, I've got loads of inquiries all at once. That's brilliant. But there's been times when I've had to really proactively work to find work. And that's part of being self-employed yeah. or running your own business. Um, but I do think that people get that kind of, like I've had a lot of people who have just started freelancing in the past who have got, you know, you can see that fear in their eyes when they first start freelancing. And I had exactly the same thing. Be like, Oh my God, what do I do now? How do I get work? I'm so petrified about getting work. I'm so petrified that they almost do nothing because they're so frightened and they're almost ready to go straight back into employment because they're so terrified. It's like, get out there and find some, you know, go, go around agencies and email people and be proactive because at least it's doing something. It's that horrible fear that stops you in your tracks. That's the most debilitating part of becoming a freelancer, I think. I mean, I'm just trying to think because I we never really did the whole kind of freelancer freelancer thing. We always set it up to be, you know, be a small company. Yeah. So yeah. back in the really early days, I mean, yeah, there were there were friends and I think once or twice family that you know would punt you some work. Mm. Um, but it came down to 
literally going through yellow pages. I, mean, I can exactly. remember doing this. I can remember because this was, you know, what, 98, 99. Um, and, you know, there was still a fair bit of convincing that you had to do about actually whether somebody needed a website or not. Even, yeah. even a bit of education as to, you know, what a website was in some, yeah. some parts of Wales. Um, <laughs> that was still in some parts of Wales. Anyway, sorry. Terrible accent. <laughs> so literally, yeah, you would go through yellow pages and, and ring phone numbers. And, you know, I'd like to speak to somebody that looks after your marketing, please. Yeah. And God, no, when you get a phone call like that today, and I was like, you yeah, know, thank you. But that's how we did it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. When I think sometimes when people start going freelance, they've probably got a little bit of work lined up and that work goes so quickly. And then you're like, Ooh, okay. Cause I did that. I kind of went freelance, had some small jobs lined up and I planned to set myself up as a small agency, like a single person, you know, sole trader agency doing client work. So you do your bit of client work and get that finished. And then I was like, ah, I have no more working now. And that's exactly what I did every day. I, I mean, this was like three or four years ago. I would go through a massive spreadsheet of agencies that I'd set up in and around our area. And I would contact them every day and I'd write down who I contacted and if I had back from them. And, um, and you know, that's the only way that I could manage to cope with the stress of not having any work was to get more, you know, really try and get more work. And out of all of those, you probably, you know, I probably got four or five meaningful long-term relationships. So it's worth doing it. Hmm. I but, mean, now, yeah. now the bulk of the stuff that we get comes through, well, actually I say recommendation, but a hell of a lot of it's coming through Google at the moment. Mm. Oh, really? Which is quite fascinating. Yeah, we've got quite a good Google juice. But I can remember there were a couple of local companies up here in web companies in 98 and I'm not ashamed to say that I went after them, mm. you know, because I looked at their work and knew that we could do much, much better because, yeah. you know, not beating me own drum, but, you know, we come from an advertising background in London yeah. and looked at the quality of design that was going on up here. It wasn't about technical stuff. You know, everybody was doing front page made websites at that point. Um, but from a design point of view, you know, from a message point of view, communication, not just, mm. you know, a website, but, you know, the overall thing, um, I knew we could do a hell of a lot better than, than what people were being served. So I'm not ashamed to say we went after those customers yeah. and, you know, I, I wouldn't go, oh, I've seen you've had a site by so-and-so, you know, let's trash that. Yeah. Because that's not good selling. You know, that's not, you know, it's not, good, no. not good salesmanship. But, you know, you try to enter into a conversation, you know, you get dialogue with somebody and, you know, that stuff comes up along the way. Yeah, definitely. And that's how we started. And it's not, and now I suppose, you know, I think when people say, you know, they write emails and they go, well, you know, how can I get work if I'm just going to start off? So make yourself visible. Yeah. Get out there. Because I'm constantly looking for people. I mean, not just, you know, because we want to hire them because, you know, often we don't, but it's nice to find really nice people doing good stuff. And, you know, you'll, you'll do a retweet when somebody says, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for some PHP work. Yeah. If you, if you know that person's good and they've written something that you've liked or, you know, you've seen them, you know, you've seen them chatting with somebody that, you know, you're going to, you're going to put the word out. Yeah. I was on a show with um, Catherine Corey. Um, She's brilliant. I know. And I hadn't, I mean, I'd heard of Catherine and stuff, but I hadn't actually been on her site until we were on the 
just about to go on the show and I, I thought, oh, I better, you know, have a look and see what she does. And I was like, wow, that works really good. And I really, you know, she was saying how much she hates her psych. She kind of banged it up really quickly. I'm like, yeah, but your work is really good. So, and now I would definitely A, use her myself because I, I hire developers and stuff on projects because I, I don't ever claim to do all of it myself. Um, and I definitely recommend her because I think she's great. No, she's fabulous. We'll put a link to Catherine's site in the show notes. Mm, we had a very nice Indian meal together last week in Milton Keynes. Oh, did you? I mean, not just me and her, obviously. Let's <laughs> get that out there right away. <laughs> there were actually other, there were, there were 11 other people around did the table. Did Sean hang around with you? Including, <laughs> including Steve. He was there. <laughs> he supervised Dan Davis getting drunk, which was quite something to see. <laughs> but no, Catherine's wonderful. And, yeah, and I think that when you find somebody that is good and most importantly reliable, cause you know, you can yeah. have somebody that's good. Um, but if they let you down or even hint at letting you down just the once, yeah, you're not going to recommend them again. Well, that's the, the program that we were on. Um, it was, basically discussing the relationship between freelancers and agencies and you know a lot of freelancers really bad mouth agencies i know they've had really bad um experiences with them i'm quite lucky because i haven't really ever had any bad experiences but i do think that's because a lot of freelancers let agencies down really badly and they expect amazing treatment but they don't you know and i always take that as a really um professional relationship and i always delivered to their deadlines and stuff because they are at the other end of the spectrum dealing with a client they can't just be like oh well you know that the freelancers said it's going to take another few days i do think that it's it works both ways no it does and i've got a lot of respect for account handlers you know and i don't like often the the separation between the client and somebody that's actually doing the work, particularly in design. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. think that that's, that's very difficult. And also, um, you know, one of the problems I've always had with working with agencies is they, they, they often want things to be done for a fixed budget. I don't yeah. know whether this is the case with you. So it was certainly the case with us in the past. Yeah. And yet you've got somebody in between who his job or her job is to keep the client happy. And that generally means saying yes to things. <laughs> so yeah. actually then what we've, I found anyway was that, you know, more and more stuff would be coming back that was possibly over and above the brief. Yeah. Um, certainly um, might have been changes to stuff that they might have previously thought that they wanted. And mm. that, that causes friction in a way because, you know, obviously it's more time and, and, and money for us. Mm. Um, and also, we know we're losing that kind of communication because it's like, well, why do they want that thing there? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, so, I think you're right. So I think having somebody that that is separate. Do you watch Mad Men? No, it's on my um, love film list of things that I've ordered that is coming soon. I think I'll love it because I love all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. You really will enjoy it. It's, it's Some people, um, they really liked it in the beginning the first sort of two or three series. Mm. And then a lot of people lost it after that um, because it, it changes um, and people don't like the change. But yeah. I, I find it fascinating. Um, yeah. Anyway, they have famously, you know, it's an ad agency, they famously have account people who go and mm. get drunk with the client. I mean, it's their job to, you know, take them out for dinner and, and get them drunk and yeah. give them prostitutes. 
And mm-hmm. Very much like, you know, our industry. Well, we do. <laughs> I thought so. Well, particularly, <laughs> particularly Norwich, yeah, obviously. Well, um, tell everyone. But no, it's, it's, it's about keeping the client happy. Mm. Um, but then, you know, I think Mike Montero said that's not a designer's job. You know, you're not, you're not in business to keep it, to keep the client happy. You're in business to do better work. Well, yeah. And I think you're in business to do the best thing for the client. And that's sometimes what I struggle with with agencies sometimes is like you say, they're yes men. Um, but actually sometimes they're not stepping back going, that's actually not what they need. That's not, you know, and I think that's when I miss, but I'm, I'm quite lucky with the agencies I work with. They're great. Normally they listen, they listen to me most of the time. Let me get on with it. So. Well, they have to deal with a lot of stuff that, you know, hopefully we don't have to deal with. So they should be acting as a filter. Yeah. Um, It doesn't always work, but. Mm. So should we do? Sorry. Carry on. Should we do another sponsor? Oh, yes, please. Because we have those on this show, you know. (laughs) I can't wait. So (laughs) you can't say that. Oh, sorry. About people I mean that, that are paying our wages. I'm really excited. I'm genuinely excited. You should about be. You should who be. This is going to be. You should be genuinely, genuinely excited because we've got a new sponsor this week. <gasps> Not that you'd know because you never listen to the bloody show anyway. <laughs> it could be on every week. We could be banging on um, <laughs> about this company. But no, actually, it's a company that, that I've known personally for about the last 10 years and they're called Logical Elements. And what they do is they provide training for web designers and developers on a whole range of different technologies. So actually, they've been writing and delivering training courses since before the web, long before the web, 25 years, in fact. And they developed training courses for the BBC and the European Patent Office, Rank Xerox, uh, Motorola and Virgin Media, too. So I know that there are a lot of choice in training providers, but logical they not only have the enthusiasm, but they've got a lot of working knowledge too, because they've been developing with web technologies like PHP, MySQL, and lots of server-side technologies for clients for the last 15 years. I have no idea about what that stuff means, by the way. <laughs> no idea. And today, what they want to announce is a brand new live online training course, which is called PHP for Web Designers. So on this course, you're going to learn how PHP works and how to incorporate it to web pages some useful PHP functions, simple content and markup management with PHP. You'll learn about working with SV, uh, I can't even say this. It's, (laughs) I just need to go on the course. CSV, CSV and JSON data, um, PHP, um, in CMS applications, tips, tricks, scotches, you know, that kind of stuff. And this course is really going to benefit web designers, especially those of us who work with PHP, uh, PHP. That's a drug. (laughs) PCP. It's too many, too many letters. I'm terrible at the sponsor stuff. Don't tell them. Okay. They'll never know. <clears throat> PHP-based CMS. I can't do it again. Christ. PHP-based CMS systems and applications. So you come away from the course with a much greater understanding of PHP in general. Um, how it can be used to manage markup and content more effectively. Uh, maybe an insight into PHP in Perch or Expression Engine or WordPress. And you're going to get access to a base camp that contains documentation and the code examples and even some screencasts. And there's post-course follow-up if you need that too. So PHP for web designers is happening over two, two and a half hour sessions on March the 10th and 11th. And it costs just 25, 25 quid. No, it doesn't. 
It costs just two hundred and twenty-five pounds. <laughs> but, Oops. but that was a oh, caught one there. But listeners of this show can get twenty percent off. I was expecting a woo there. Oh, sorry. Wow. That's forty-five pounds off when you use the offer code unfinished when you book your place. That's quite a good deal. So, so go to unfinished.bz slash logical to find out more and book your place for PHP for web designers. Initials. <laughs> They're not your strong point, it seems. No, I'm a bit rubbish at that, isn't it? <laughs> CND for web designers. <laughs> oh dear. Can we talk about rates? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you talked about agencies and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I do. I use different rates for different people. Well, that was what I was going to ask because I had a few emails during the week um, from people questioning something. It was something that Laura said on on the show that you didn't listen to. <laughs> I didn't get that far because you were too busy talking about like, lanyards. But anyway, lanyards and toilets. <laughs> the lanyards at the conference were obviously so that you could recognise the person you were speaking to in the toilet. <laughs> do you know what though? There was a revelation at the beginning of the podcast with Laura in that. You said something about lanyards and uh, lanyard, like that website where they've got all the sort of up and coming design stuff on. I was like, oh, that's why it's called lanyard because it's got all of the up and coming conferences on. I get it now. How thick am I? Thick as pig. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I, was, I surprised myself at times. But they didn't spell it right, obviously, because they did that trendy thing where they just leave the vowels take out, out. Yeah, take out some vowels and learn shot. Which, um, uh, yeah. yeah. No, but then I got it and I felt pleased. Oh, that's good. There's a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. yeah that's well very done, good. <laughs> mm, I, f- I think I might regret telling you that. No, I'm not going to bring it up ever again. <laughs> that's happened to me with other things before, but I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go into details. Anyway, yes. Well, this show's so popular, so popular <laughs> amongst you know, listener land that we had <laughs> we had literally, literally twos of emails <laughs> of people wow. sending in during the week questioning. I mean, Laura was talking about was it fair to have different rates for different people mm. or different rates for different projects. Um and we you know we do that. We have different rates for different people. Mm. So I think I've talked about it before. What do you do? I, um, honor rates for my, for agencies that use me regularly. I tend to honor rate that, um, I initially agreed with them and for long term agencies that I have had with forever, I do a special rate for them. Um, for new agencies, I'm more. And for client work, I tend to look at the size of the business and how much I um, want to help that business. <laughs> that sounds awful. No, it sounds for, fair. For instance, um, I have, um, I had a lady come to me last year who wanted some help with something and she didn't have a huge budget, but she had great passion for what she was doing. And she, I, I, it was completely on board with everything that she was wanting to produce. And, and so I did a special prize for her. Um, 
so yeah, I guess in that way, yes, I do have rate, different rates for different people. What about, but you guys, you said you did. Yeah, no, we, I mean, we've got like a, I don't know, I suppose in the old days you call it a rate card. Um, mm, yeah. But, you know, like, like you said, we've got this little thing coming. We, while we're going to be in Atlanta, uh, there's a couple of, I talked about this last week, a couple of local ladies, um, who are artists and they want some new work doing. Mm. And Sue's going to take care of that while we're away. And, yeah. you know, we've got, you know, we've told them what they're going to pay uh, for what period of time. And, you know, they're going to work really closely with Sue while that happens. And it's going to be great. And we're not going to make any money on it whatsoever, but no. it's better than, you know, doing nothing. And also, you know, we're going to do something nice. You know, we're going to, yeah. we're going to, we're going to give somebody a head start, hopefully, which is, I think is really important. Yeah, definitely. But we've got three um, think... rates actually. Go on. Oh, right. Okay. No, I was going to say that I, if I work with local small companies in this area, particularly sort of food producers and people who are really passionate about something that they're doing, probably at their own home or in their own workshop and stuff, I definitely work with, with their budget. Yeah, no, we do I that. I wouldn't go, well, well, it's five grand and you can get stuffed if you're not paying that kind of thing. It would be more of a, well, how much you want to spend and you can, we can get this and perhaps we can add on this for free and stuff. I we always say to people that, even if they've got a lower budget, they shouldn't settle for less quality mm. in a way, you know, yeah. just because they've got a lower budget doesn't mean to say that they need to go to, you know, the, the nephew in the bedroom Yeah, to use that old cliche. Um, they just get less of something good. Mm. You know, they just get less of it. Um, but also we can tell them what they don't need yes. as well, which other places perhaps can't. No, I agree. And again, it comes back, it comes back to saying no, as opposed to just saying yes all the time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but we've got three rates, really, because we'd have this uh, all-inclusive studio rate. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's a high rate. I mean, it's 1,200 quid mm -hmm. um, per day, which sounds a lot, but you get basically everybody. You mm. know, you get me and Sue, yeah. um, and there's there's nothing else that you would have to pay for. You know, all licenses for everything, you know, whether it's yeah. fonts or, um, you know, buying perch, something like that. Yeah. Um, all that's taken care of. I mean, if there's, if there's an ongoing monthly charge on something, you know, if it's a, a type kit, uh, you know, type kit license, yeah. a subscription where it's so much a year or something that goes out monthly, you know, if it's a Shopify fee that goes mm -hmm. out on a monthly thing, 50 quid a month, we, we don't take care of that, no. but it's all those other things. So basically they just don't have to have to worry about anything it's all just taken care of it's like a you know kind of like a valet parking rate in a way yeah you know it's going to yeah. cost you more but you don't have to worry about sitting there with your credit card buying um you know buying fonts yeah yeah that I kind see. Of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and then we've got our standard per person rate which is 800 mm -hmm. yeah and then we've got what i call a discretionary rate yeah and normally we'll use that for that's 600 and we'll use that for charities or good causes yeah. And that can include local businesses. You know, if I really want to work with somebody that sells tractors <laughs> around here, mm. well, I'm going to want to give them that discretionary rate, you know, because it's, yeah. you know, hopefully going to make it more affordable. Yeah. Um, and we tend to use that as well. If I'm doing agency work, which I don't do a lot of, because we don't seem to get asked it really that much, no. then I'll probably use that discretionary rate as well because it leaves a little bit of room for them to mark it up. Yeah, you know, kind of yeah, add, definitely. Add a bit of profit margin on there. Yeah, that's what I tend to do with agencies I work with regularly. Um, I 
yeah, give them room to whack their bit on top. Well, here's here's a question then, because I think we've all been there when somebody says, I'd like you to drop everything and work on something. You know, it needs to be mm. done by next Friday. Yeah. Um, and we used to do this in advertising or, you know, back in the day. Um, we would have rush rates, which was basically a higher rate. And sometimes, you know, years and years and years ago, not at stuff, but, you know, the agencies to work for before, it used to be as much as double the regular rate. Yeah. Because, God, if you want me to push people out of the way so I can work on your stuff, then obviously there's got to be a cost attached to that. Do you ever charge a rush rate? I don't, actually. That's a really good thought because I do have a particular agency that always tends to phone me on a Friday and go, can you do it this weekend? And I'm always, I always say no because I've got a family and stuff. Um, but I haven't ever thought of saying yes, but it'll be so, you know, whatever. So that's quite a interesting thought. That's um, the kind of interesting thought that we have on this podcast. It's the kind of, <laughs> it's the kind of thing that, that brings our listeners back week after week after week in their thousands. Really? I thought, I thought it was your, um, the fact that you took sponsorship <laughs> that brought them back, which we don't on our show. Anyway. I would do that. I mean, I would, if you were going to work the weekend, I'd want time and a half. Yeah, I, I don't ever work the weekend, so it's not a problem. Um, I, if I work the weekend, it's because I want to. You don't um, work an afternoon. I don't, I don't work a full day. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, I just, I don't work weekends because I have a teenage daughter who's doing her, starting her GCSEs and, uh, I need to be on hand because there's a lot of, uh, emotional <laughs> things going on. A lot. So, but yeah, I mean, but I, that, that is something that I might consider, actually. I hadn't thought about that before. Well, we're on the subject of kids. Can we mm. both just say good luck to my son, Alex, who is doing his first PhD interview oh, this wow. coming week? <gasps> good luck. He's been applying for Alex. PhDs, haven't you, Alex? And he's got some really good ones lined up. So all the best, mate. Wow. Good luck. That's amazing. I know. Can't believe where the time's gone. I know. Well, my daughter turned 15, um, last week and I was like, what? That's not possible because I'm, I'm literally like 25. So how does that work? Um, yeah. And she's doing her GCSEs and stuff and looking at where she's going to go to uni. I'm like, oh, that's a bit weird. Mm. I'm definitely not old enough. You talk, talk about you. Well, I'm not old enough. <laughs> so back to, back to the subject in hand then. Um, mm. If you don't do rush rates, do you give things away for free? Do you work for free? Do I Pro work for free? Bono. No, I don't work for free. Um, well, <laughs> that's a lie, actually. I'm working for free for my partner at the moment, who is the worst client I've ever had. But um, that's another story altogether. Um, he's uh, he's a farmer, but he thinks he knows a lot about web design, um, which is not good. Um, but no, I don't work for free even sort of long-term friends that I've worked with very closely I um who are like developers or whatever they I, I do my friend's Christmas card every year for him for his company and, I, and he still always pays me even if it's like tiny we have that kind of relationship where I wouldn't ask him to do something for free and he wouldn't ask me to do something for free I'd never work for friends and family for free because no you shouldn't do no because I think that opens up all kind of cans of worms oh well i worked for my sister for free and uh this is a while ago never again she's awful she wanted everything for nothing 
So, um, no, I'm not doing that again. And, and working with my partner now, we've just <laughs> had so many arguments. I'm like, look, I know what I'm doing. You don't. Yeah, but I'm the client. I'm like, you're not the client. You're not paying me. So he's like, yeah, but I am the client and I want it done my way. <sighs> Never again. No, it's difficult. But what about good causes though? What about something that you felt really passionate about? Whether it was yeah, a charity or a political thing or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I, I definitely would. I would probably, um, well, if they had a tiny budget, I would probably try and negotiate something just to keep it on a professional footing. But if there was nothing then, and I felt really passionate about it, then yeah, yeah, I would. What about you? Well, I think I might well, have probably have done. No, no, I might have the solution for it. Cause I mean, you know, if it was down to me, I'd work for free for like loads of left wing <laughs> <laughs> trade union things. Um, you know, chimpanzee sanctuaries. Oh, I was just thinking that. Do you know what? If it was an orangutan thing, I would do it for free. Definitely. But you know, we've got to, you know, you've got to pay for our kids to go yeah. to do PhDs. Yeah. Um, University, mm, that kind of thing. So what we decided to do. Um, well, we haven't got it completely sorted out. You know, it sounds, sounds better than it is, but we started to figure out how many days a year we might be able to devote to free projects. So we thought nominally anyway, that it could be like one day a month. Mm. That's not bad. You know, one day a month, you know, you might not actually be working all the days. You know, you're not going to be working 30 out of 30 all the time. Yeah. So kind of that, that seemed about fair. Um, and those would be our, uh, pro bono free days mm-hmm. where, you know, designing or consulting, that's it. But there's only that number, you know, I was, I was going to say, how is that going to work? Cause you can't really take on a new design. I mean, one day's work, you couldn't do a no, web but that could design, be, could you? But, but the whole thing could, could be 12 days. Okay. Um, mm. you know, you could do, you could do 12 days, which could work out to be two solid working weeks. Yeah. If you were to bring it all together. And you're in, yeah. Okay. In fact, so. you don't know because you don't listen to podcasts, but <laughs> I've been doing this project with this musical foundation. Um, oh, you told me about that last time I was on. Yes. Anyway, I'm doing it now and it's actually mm. looking really, really nice. And they're sending me to Iraq. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you were telling me about that. It sounds brilliant. Which is going to be fab. Mm. Um, but again, they had a tiny budget and we wanted to keep it on the, you know, professional level. Yeah. So basically we used half of our 12 days. So they paid for some days and mm-hmm. then we gave them six days. Yeah. Which basically, you know, enabled us to mm. do the job. Yeah. Um, and there was a, you know, a finite amount of time that we were going to be spending on it so that they know that they're not going to take liberties and that they're nice to work with anyway. And that's, yeah. and that's it. And now we know that we've only got six days left in 2014. So when, you know, when the orangutan ch- charity comes along, <laughs> then, you know, there's six days available, but that way we can, you know, we know where we are mm. and we know what we've got available. And, you know, and it's, it's people you not know, asking you to work completely for free. You know, maybe there's a little bit of, you know, bartering here and there. Yeah. But that is something that is great that you're doing that you know like you were saying about the net awards thing for the agency it's agencies that have done something whatever they said spectacular or whatever that, that's spectacular that you're doing that well, I, yeah, it's fabulous. I think every business should do it actually whether it's a, yeah. a community thing or uh you know i was again talking about this ages ago but you know i spend a hell of a lot of time when i'm putting a talk together or a book together coming up with stupid example files 
Mm. You know, I've come up with a theme for the, for the website, you know, for all the examples, you know, hard boiled mm. or, you know, yeah. apes in space was the last one. <laughs> you know, why, why did I spend my time designing a site with plastic ape action figures on it mm. when I could have actually designed a site for, you know, a local food charity mm. or you know, a food co-op or something like that that would have had much better impact, you know, yeah. community impact. And I would have still been able to use all the examples. Yeah. So yeah. I just think everyone should do it. It's good for the soul. It is really good for the soul. And if everyone did it, then, you know, the world would be a better place, wouldn't it, really? Um, I think Sean used to do something like that. Um, I don't know if he still does, but he used to say, I think he'd dedicate one day a month to helping out local businesses who perhaps needed IT help or advice on um, marketing or Stuff like that, web website, web design, that kind of thing. He used to do that. I don't know if he still does. I'll ask. You have him. to ask Stan that. I'll ask him next time we're on the freelance web, which is our weekly podcast for our freelancers working on the web. Well, moving swiftly on, <laughs> we, we we should wrap up this episode go- of Unfinished yeah. Business. Which uh, I'm going up north soon, which, which is scary. Where are you going? I'm going right up up north. I'm going to like um, Teasdale. So, um, is that in Northumberland? Not quite. I, you see, I was born in Northumberland. So I'm, I'm really northern, as you can tell. Um, my dad now lives up there. So we're kind of going up to stay in a hotel and see him and go walking and stuff. It's like a grown up's holiday. Wow. It's a bit weird. Well, I hope so the weather palmed, stays clear for you. Thank, well, it's supposed to snow, which would be very pretty because it's so beautiful up there. And apparently we're staying in a castle. So I let my partner organise it all. We're staying in a castle, which would be quite exciting. Fabulous. Sounds and also, really nice. he said that they've got an honesty bar in the room. So you just take what you want and you leave them however much you think you should leave them. That's brilliant. This, this could be dangerous, though. Oh, well, have a good time. Thank you. We should wrap up this episode of what I... Sincerely hope will be podcast of the year <laughs> at the uh, Net Awards. Or runner-up. Ah, well, let's see. The battle's <laughs> on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. people can follow you, Liz, on Twitter. You are at Liz underscore E. You love that underscore, don't you? It's it's such a nice thing to have. Mm. Yeah, or so. me, at Malarkey, to answer no, even to ask questions. You can answer them if you want. To ask questions or suggest <laughs> topics, you can message the show on Twitter at unfinishedbz or you can email me, he has at unfinished.bz. Thanks again to our sponsors this week. They were Perch and Logical. You can support our show, Podcast of the Year, by supporting <laughs> them. <laughs> Live in a fantasy world.